With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Springs in bloom, and so are the new lavender drinks at Starbucks. Enjoy subtle sweet notes of lavender paired with silky matcha or rich espresso for a fresh floral take on classic cafe beverages. Order yours now in the Starbucks app. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes, he's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. your rube browned up and the beads popping. Get your king cake cut and your jambalaya boiling. Get your costumes glittered and your floats are floating. It's time for Mardi Gras, baby. Whether you're in the cold Midwest or on the other side of the ocean, you can celebrate Mardi Gras anywhere. Purple, green, and gold. Justice, faith, and power. Join us as we celebrate the fellowship, magic, and fun of Mardi Gras on this week's Brighter Side. Kian, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Ed got so excited to go in with his horn mouth. Oh, I got a big horn mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Mardi Gras. Speaking as a girl who spent her formative years in Louisiana, I grew up, I did the marching bands. So I marched in all the Mardi Gras performances. So you parades. marched Mardi Gras? Oh, yeah, every year. Well, I got you were the clarinet. Yes, you're right, sir. And you, what what was your favorite uh, Mardi Gras song to play in the clarinet? Oh, you know what? It, not Mardi Gras, but I could play "Smoke on what, the Water." Was it? Um, do, do, do. Was it? Was it this song? Ha! Yeah. Booty wop on the dot. <laughs> booty wop, boo wop. I wish I could play this on the clarinet. <laughs> Big Frida booty wop. It's New Orleans. Yes. We gonna party, y'all. <laughs> Tuesday. This comes out on Friday. Get your fucking ass up. Get your fucking Good, good. Yeah. If you're driving in the car, push it, baby. Go faster than you've ever driven Ooh, before. Yeah. Slap it. Slap it. Slap it. Slap it. Slap it. Stick it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Big Frida Booty Wop. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming. This is the brighter side, and we're having a fucking celebration. We're going to mo- full Mardi Gras. Amber lived it. I am just a fan. You're a fan. Well, you're like a pure, you know, I do believe that Mardi Gras, you know, you can go to Rio de Janeiro. There's a lot of places you can celebrate. 
celebrate, but you can really do it anywhere. I mean, of course, you want to be in New Orleans. Yes. But if you're sitting in Tallahassee, Florida, you can still celebrate Mardi Gras. In Tallahassee, we got a lot of New Orleans bleed over. Yeah. You know? So we were only five hour drive away. So we were we partied hard uh, New Orleans style all the time. It was uh, we had crawfish boils. We had great great jazz scene in Tallahassee. I bet. But we're not here to talk about Tallahassee. We're talking about six o'clock on the dot. Oh my God, everyone! This is the brighter side. Uh, we want to talk to you about Mardi Gras. Uh, what's going on in New Orleans? And uh, just uh, you know, Ash Wednesday, all the shit that comes with it. We prepped hard. We did a big food order. I'm out of breath because there's an oyster stuck in my esophagus. <laughs> we ate before we recorded. We talking oyster poor boy, mm. red beans and rice. Yes. Jambalaya with shrimp, Ooh. chicken, sausage, and shrimp. We had bread pudding with some bourbon glaze. Mm. And we're currently drinking. I made some hurricanes. And Ed also made red wine with Coca-Cola. Yes, red wine and Coca-Cola and Budweiser's. Those are also big New Orleans drinks. Uh, I think people forget about the red wine and the Coca-Cola. It's been a while since I've had one. So cheers, darling. Cheers to you. We're, we're our sugar intake is high. That is a that is the one thing about this. Sugar and salt. It is not a diabetic friendly holiday. Woo! This is a lot. We are out. I am out of breath already. I'm yes. a fit girl. I like smoothies and running and like yoga. Yeah. And now here I am eating salt and sugar. Mm. I love it, baby. Take me back to my roots. Man, New Orleans, man, there is no town that is, I think, has as much titty sweat as, oh you know, God. on man or woman, dog, cat. It is a, it is a, lot a of titty, titty sweat. sweat heavy. I was thinking town. about all these stories, you know, from growing up around there. I got so many. But there's speaking of titty sweat, there was this girl. We're young. We're like 19, 20, mm-hmm. right? But like these girls, you know, 19, 20 in Louisiana, they're they're women. Yeah. She's a woman. Oh, right? no, no, yeah, no. Thirteen's so, a woman in Louisiana. <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> you know, but, you know, not if you're a man, you want to have sex with her. Yeah, but anyway, yes, yes, yes. but she's out and we're like at the parades. I'm a little shy. You know, I'm in the marching band, but she's like a dance girl. Mm-hmm. She's hot. She's sexy. You know, she her, she, her name is Taylor. She's okay. blonde. She's got tits. Mm-hmm. And she's out there. She's like, woo. She's throwing. She's like showing them. And like people are just showering her with beads. She has so many beads. It's like two feet out on her neck. Oh, my God. And it starts choking her. Oh, shit. So she's like, shit. woo. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Breathe. And they had to get the fire department down to cut mm-hmm. it off of her. You know that was the best day of those lives. Oh, my those God. Those boys' lives. Please. Get... <laughs> Let me cut Fella. it off. <laughs> we have to get to her breasts. <laughs> it is a medical emergency. <laughs> Please cut the, cut these beads off and let's let's get to this woman's breasts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as they cut it off of her, she's like, ah, "Oh, thank you. I I can breathe now. Thank you." Woo! Found me something missing like, immediately. Immediately did not even stop to drink water. Oh just went and got it. And those those like beads, some of those beads are collector's items and people oh, yeah. will fight tooth and nail. The Zulu people, the that parade throat, they'll throw out these coconuts. Mm-hmm. Which the coconuts are now, they don't have the coconut water in them. But back in the day, they had the fucking coconut water in them and they throw it at you. Somebody's going to the hospital. Woo! This year, if you want to see the uh crew of Zulu go to the Uptown New Orleans at 8 a.m. on Mardi Gras Tuesday, I got the crew schedule up. 
let yeah. you know when all the when all the uh, when all the festivities are going to be this year. Hell yeah, Skull and Bones. They started off at like four thirty in the morning. Oh my! They let God. everybody know because the thing about Mardi Gras is like it's a celebration of life, you know. Yeah. And we're all about to like live, laugh, love right now because then tomorrow um, we're gonna on Lent we're gonna give something up. Yes. So they come and they like let everybody know that death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about jazz funerals, which is another, I'm going on tangents, but that's the thing about jazz funerals, which is how I want to go. Yeah. Is they take you and like- No, you want to go at a jazz funeral or you want to have one? I want to have one. There's a difference. <laughs> I've been to one and it was my most favorite day in my life. Really? It's the St. Anne's Parade and it's on St. Anne's Street and they commemorate all the street musicians that passed away that year in a jazz funeral. It's beautiful. So you can look at it and be like, oh no, someone died. I'm so sad. But it's not sadness. It's a celebration of life. Yeah. And they usually, they'll put their ashes up in the Delta. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful celebration. But, you know, let's let's take it back a let's second. Let's take a here. step back. I'm let's a little too excited. <laughs> we, we love it so much. And for those of you who don't know what Mardi Gras is or why we do it, it is the day before Ash Wednesday which Ash Wednesday is the beginning Catholic celebration of Uh. the beginning of Lent. And Lent is 40 days before Easter. And so what you do is uh, you're supposed to give up something you love for Lent as a sacrifice to God. You can't just be like, I give up bread and you're gluten-free, so you already don't eat bread. Yeah, no, that makes you a bad Catholic. Yeah. Um, Ash Wednesday, uh, the definition of... Uh, is a solemn reminder of our own mortality and the need to reconcile with God before we go. Uh, signals of the beginning of Lent, uh, where we give up something to demonstrate our love for God. Uh, yeah. This year, Ash Wednesday is going to be on March 2nd. That means Mardi Gras will be Tuesday, March 1st. It's usually in February. So we, I guess we got a late Easter this year. A little bit late one. But you know what? This is like um, uh, Christian Ramadan. Yes, it really is. Because that's the point of, uh, and that's what makes Mardi Gras so great, is it is, you get all your debauchery out. Yeah. And then, like, what it's really cool is because New Orleans is the kind of town that, I don't know, it goes to like, it goes to eight in the morning. You know, the party never stops. Woo. I mean, Mardi Gras is the whole month. Yeah, the Mardi Gras, it is the whole month. There's parades that we've already missed a bunch if you're listening to this now. Uh, but uh, the one thing about it is, like, but on Mardi Gras, it ends at midnight. Yeah. And everyone goes home at midnight, which is crazy to have the biggest party end so early uh, for uh, New Orleans. And uh, it, it's impressive to see. Pe- I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that stay at all. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of people. I mean, they're not Catholics. Yes. No, exactly. Um, but uh, Mardi Gras, Tuesday, March 1st. This uh, episode comes out on Friday. So please, this will hopefully this will help you prep, um, give you time to drive to New Orleans or Plan your own Mardi Gras party. Plan your own party. I mean, really, like, just get some rum. Really, the the um, a hurricane punch, and this is from, like, living in the backwoods. It's when a hurricane comes, and you just take mm-hmm. all your liquor and juice and dump it in a bowl. Yeah. And that's it. And that's your hurricane punch. Did we announce we got some drinks here? We made some, Oh, yeah. Amber made some drinks. She made it some, Amber made some hurricanes. I'm already halfway through mine. I know, me too. My ears are starting to get hot. This fucking <laughs> thing's so fucking full of booze. And then, I started to sound dumb. And then I picked up some I picked up some Budweiser's because Abita is like the beer that's brewed in New Orleans, but Budweiser is what the locals drink. Budweiser or Miller Lite. Miller Lite, yeah. And then I also got some red wine mixed with Coca-Cola, which is also which is very a, re- a nice dirty 
Dark Horse Red Wine Blend. We're going to die tonight. We're going to die tonight. We're going for it. We put some beads on Rambo, and we're ready to fucking <laughs> get this party started. You know, I, I like these kind of parties because, you know, growing up, there's always these, they call it like the the crew parties where you got to dance, you got to dress up real nice and pay for a ticket and know someone to get in. Yeah. I was never allowed to those parties. Really? You have like the giant studded bead thing because those are like the rich people. Yes. That they, you see in their mansions. Everyone celebrates who lives in the city. Yeah. I don't care if you're in prison. Like you're you're celebrating and crew. We, you get the day off from school. You we've mentioned crew a couple times. K R E W E. Uh, the definition in the U S. Uh, is an organization or association that stages a parade or other event for a carnival celebration. Crews are associated, especially with Mardi Gras in New Orleans. The crew is famous for huge floats uh, with national celebrities. Oh, man, they're $100,000 floats. Yes. Huge. They're huge. There is, honestly, they build these things. And the same thing with the Mardi Gras Indians, which we'll get into in a little while. Yeah. They build these things over the course of the whole year. The whole year. When they I, take like a month off. Oh, yeah. When I went to the St. Anne's Parade, because you, I made my own costume. Like, you do mm-hmm. not dare go to Halloween City and buy a costume from uh-uh. a package. You make it yourself. But you see people with these, like, hand-sewn beads and feathers. They spent all year doing that. Thousands of dollars. And the, 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 and the, the floats are even crazier. Oh, my God. Can I tell you a little secret? when Please. I was bartending there was a private detective in LA and he would come to the bar he was very nice he would offer me tips on like how to stay safe I said mm-hmm. thank you and um, he said he goes to Mardi Gras every year and rides on one of those crew floats really because um, serial killers go to Mardi Gras because they want to have fun too and then they can like because they're on the float they can like point them out and yeah. then be like there he is no it's crazy and then police get him is um uh, Mardi Gras, we could, we'll talk about it a little bit, a little more as well. But um, the the national holiday that has the most deaths. Of course. <laughs> no one seems to care. No one cares. Everyone's down for it. Let's go get them. <laughs> Let's go get them. Hey, Eddie, uh, take a guess. Where do you think the first Mardi Gras in the United States was? Mm, I Well, since you told me to take a guess, I know it's not in New Orleans. No. Um, but I will say St. Augustine. Mobile, Alabama. Really? Mobile, Alabama is where they had the first Mardi Gras no in America. shit. And they fight each other. They fight over who had the first Mardi Gras. But New Orleans is more fun. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you can either be in New Orleans or Mobile. And, you know, we where are know, we going? Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> mobile is less fun than a baby's mobile above their crib. Uh, <laughs> So um, now they also call it Fat Tuesday, and I couldn't help but like figure out like why the fuck is it called Fat Tuesday? And it, I found that it, it's called Fat Tuesday because it's the last day that many people eat meat and fatty food before Lent begins. Yeah, yeah, that's why every single thing you have. Good luck being a vegan going down to New Orleans from. Oh Park. my god! Even the vegetables are cooked in meat. Good fucking luck. It's a, it's so funny. Like, oh, you want beans? You mean beans with? Filled with pork. With pork. They're stewed in pork, right? Yeah, they're stewed. <laughs> my God. Which brings me to my top three foods to eat in Mardi Gras, New Orleans. This is great. C. 
Seafood gumbo number one. Seafood gumbo number one? I like a seafood gumbo, baby. And don't I don't want to put pork in there because if you put pork in there, really? it's going to mess with the flavor of the seafood. I want the so crab. So no sausage? No, I want the crab. I want the shrimp. Because if you put sausage in there, it's going to like taint everything with a sausage taste, which I love sausage. Yeah. But you got it. I want to taste the crab. I want the shrimp. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so seafood gumbo, no pork products. No pork in there. Number okay. two, jambalaya. Jambalaya. Which we just had. We How just fucking had, good was that? That was some good ass jambalaya. That stewed chicken. Holy yeah. shit. That had pork and shrimp. Oh yeah, that has pork and shrimp, but that's like not a seafood. Like you don't think of jambalaya as a seafood thing. Yeah. And you know the, what I, mean? The, I mean, I always kinda I definitely I think I wouldn't get jambalaya if it didn't have shrimp in it. Really? Yeah. If I like looked on a menu and they were serving jambalaya and it didn't have shrimp in it, I'd probably just move on to the next one. You'd be thing. like, fuck you. Fuck you, son of a bitch. I want my shrimpies. <laughs> I want my shrimpies. <laughs> Third thing I love. Bread pudding with mm. uh, bourbon sauce. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. See, I'm I'm a, a, I'm a I guess a traditionalist. I need my crawfish boil. Oh yeah. But that's not necessarily a Mardi Gras activity, is it? I mean, that's just like a New Orleans all time every day. That and boucherie pig roast. Mm. Oh man, I went to a boucherie one time way out in the woods, and they dug a uh, they dug a hole. That's how you do it. Big ass pig. You in line it. it with banana leaves. You yeah. dig a hole. You line the hole with banana leaves, so you're not cooking on the dirt necessarily. No. Put your put your uh, your your wood and coals in there. Then put some banana leaves over it, and then then you roast the pig. They roasted that all day. We had it at night, and it was a pig bigger than you, Eddie. God damn it. It was bigger than you. That lucky-ass pig. And let me tell you what my bullshit teenage idea thought would be funny. I ripped the head off the body and threw it at my friend. Oh, no. You <laughs> wasted so much good head meat. I know. The jowls and the ears. Those are the best parts. How many people were mad at you? Everybody. I had to leave. <laughs> I had to leave. I had to leave. But you know what? I was a bullshit dumb kid. And yeah. uh, that was a bad thing I did. And I would never do it. If somebody did that at my party, I would probably dust off the pig from the dirt. Because it was cooked and dirty. I'm anyway. sure someone they dusted it They ate it. Yeah. I think we still ate it. They were just like, why did you do that? Why did you grab the pig by the ears? It's the same reason why I pushed my friend in that pool with a possum in the water. You know what I mean? I don't remember this. Okay. Why did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> they, but somebody pushed me in, so I got pushed in. Oh, my God. Okay, Mardi Gras. Mardi, you know, I, I think uh, it, uh, another important thing to remember is it's not just about, like, I feel like so it's become so fratty, you know? Like, I feel like it's become like spring yeah. break, yeah. you know? And, like, I feel, you know, a lot of that is just people going down there to, show their tits for beads or the other way around. It's more than that. It's so much more. It's a, it's culture. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's artistic. It's, it's got so music, uh, art. It's just like plain old art, street art, uh, you know, theater. It's, yeah. it's everything happens down there during this time. Culture. I've got a list of places to go. If you want to go to New Orleans. Oh yeah. That sounds good. But uh, before we go. Okay. Keep going. Uh, you, we also, I gotta say, I just love my fried oysters. Before we keep moving on. Oh, sorry, your third thing. You like the fried oysters. I like I like a big plate of fried oysters. Have you ever had oysters Rockefeller? Oh yeah, I've had oysters Rockefeller. So you prefer fried oysters to oyster Rockefeller? I prefer raw oysters over anything. Raw oysters. But if I'm at Mardi Gras, I'd want a basket of fried oysters Mm. so I could fucking pop them whenever I felt like it. There you go. And you know the fry oil gets off a lot of spooky shit. Mm -hmm. Because if it's raw, you might be like, I don't know. 
Man, I love letting those fuckers slide down my gullet. Yeah, and be like, it could kill me. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> if I die from a raw oyster, do not resuscitate me. Yeah, that is the that is the proper way to go. That's it. I'm out. I'm going to be in heaven. They're like, how'd you die? Raw oyster. I get high fives from Jesus. They're like, great. Here's some more. <laughs> <laughs> Places to go in New Orleans. Rao Antiques. R-A-U. Rao Antiques. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about art and culture. So New Orleans is more than showing your tits and getting drunk, right? Yes. Rao Antiques, it is a museum with price tags. You can go in there and you could purchase, if you had enough money, a uh, dinosaur with the bones. Ooh. You could purchase jewels from queen, like like old Russian queens. That's crazy. You can purchase like a, a telegraph that helped us win World War II. Wow. This it's shit is nuts. Look it up. I feel like museum with a price tag is another way to just describe New Orleans in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will do a um a, what do you call it a a thing. When you go in there, um people will follow you and like give you a tour. That's not because they don't trust you. It's because they want to show you like this is the Prince of Turkey's riding chair. That's so cool. You know what I mean? And also like this is the Prince of Turkey's riding chair. Please don't steal it. Yeah. They had a clock stolen from them. What kind Someone of clock? Stole, it was a Victorian clock worth, I think, $250,000. Damn. Somebody went in there and they stole it. If you look it up, you can see like the, the news in 2017. Oh, my God. It's probably just sitting in someone's shitty-ass house. They're just too. using it as an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. That is kind of like, you know, I, speaking as an outsider. So if you're from New Orleans, I may say a couple things that will piss you off just because I'm not from there. But it seems like the kind of town where... They're not really good at fixing shit. They, you know, like things get run down pretty fast around there. Like Preservation Hall, you oh. know, for example, like one of the greatest like jazz halls of all time. They just, you wouldn't know it if you walked by it. You know, like there's a new Preservation Hall that's beautiful, but the old ones, like, I mean, who knows if it's even still standing. Yeah, well, they do have a um, a board of directors. If you live on Bourbon Street, because my brother used to live there, and for two weeks I stayed there, which is a whole other story I have saved for later. So for two weeks I stayed there during Mardi Gras, and they have a whole board of preservation people that like make sure you don't turn your wrought iron gates into like some weird modern art thing because yeah. it's an aesthetic, right? Um, but I will say a lot of local politicians are corrupt, and if you were to drive around New Orleans, there are places that are still defunct since Katrina. Yeah. And I know for a fact that the U.S. government, a lot of other people gave them money to fix these bridges, to fix these roads, and the politician said, okay, thank you, I'm going to buy a second summer home. Oh, yeah, that is definitely what happened down there. There's still places that are still not open. Yeah. It, it, which is a crazy thing. Uh, that There was a, a corrupt mayor um, who famously got arrested, uh, Ray Nagin. Uh, he was the the mayor of New Orleans who uh, was convicted in corruption uh, and uh, literally uh, later released released from prison. But he played himself in Treme, oh. which is very weird. No, knowing that he was going to be corrupt and was corrupt, that he got after he did time, he he played himself on television. Oh, so it's like that documentary you like where the guy the, something of madness, heart of madness. Oh yes, yes, yes. The the yeah the the yeah in the Sam uh the heart uh, hearts of uh about the making of apocalypse now. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The guy that did all the but this guy did genocide. Never mind. The oh, guy that yeah. did the genocide and then did the movie. Yes, yes. That, yeah, the act of killing. 
<laughs> that was it. That's very different. This was uh, an actual TV show made by HBO. <laughs> And the guy played himself, which was uh, kind of ballsy and made me almost like him a little more. Maybe. It was a good move on his part. There's a lot of corruption down there. If you want to go to a place to do pool, play pool, get a beer, and do your laundry, go to Igor's Bar. Ooh. Igor's Bar. They have a laundry machine in there. That's great. I love that kind of stuff. What were you going to say, Eddie? I stepped on you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I got a place where I want to send people. Go. And that's uh, Kermit uh, Kermit Ruffins. He's probably my favorite uh, living uh, musician from New Orleans. And uh, he, he's unbelievable. He's got his band, the, the Barbecue Swingers. Mm-hmm. And he's got his own club called uh, Kermit's uh, Treme Mother-in-Law Lounge. Ooh. Uh, and it's 1500 North Claiborne Avenue, uh, New Orleans, Los, uh, uh, Louisiana, 70116. You want to go visit it. Um, all about the Mother-in-Law Lounge, straight from the website. Originally opened by Ernie K. Doe in 1994, the Mother-in-Law Lounge is a live music venue, pub, and shrine to New Orleans music. After being closed for several years, yours truly, Kermit Ruffins, reopened the lounge as Kermit's Tremaine Mother-in-Law Lounge in 2014, and we've been partying nonstop ever since, featuring daily food made by Kermit. Like, literally, the dude's playing the music, owns the place, cooking the food. Like, he's like, wow. And he's also a world-renowned jazz musician. Gordon Ramsay would be proud. Yeah, made by Kermit and other Treme chefs. Uh we're always serving up New Orleans uh New Orleans style. Mondays and Thursdays we got red beans and rice and we almost always have the grill going out back. Come out any night of the week for some of the best music in town. You never know what New Orleans musician might be sitting in. And it's true. Uh I remember uh, when me and Julie first first got together, I sent her down there. I was like she went she was um she was going for a, a bachelorette party and then she was like, what should we do? We're in new Orleans. I was like, you got to go to the mother-in-law lounge. Kermit's actually playing on this night. And so they went just like a gaggle of a uh, bachelorette party. And they went and they saw, and they went and Kermit was standing outside and she recognized him. Cause I like showed her a picture. He's like, hi Kermit. How are you doing? My boyfriend, Ed thinks you're the best. And he's like, oh baby, we have, we're not open yet. And like, oh man, he's like, we open in three hours, but two hours, but good. They sent her across the street to a crawfish boil. And it was like underneath an overpass. And yeah. it's like, it was the best food she ever had in her whole life. Man, that's, was, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about New Orleans is like, because I was looking at like restaurants to go to mm-hmm. and a lot of them are like Giacomo's, you know? And that's, I was like, I've never been there, but I hear people talk about it. Why haven't I been there? It's $30 for an entree. That's why. Yeah. So it's great food, but it's not, you know, it's. I would rather have a crawfish boil under an overpass. Exactly. That's what exactly. I'm used to. Also, I love. You'll love this. The hours for Kermit's place. Um, every day of the week, it just says the hours are 4:20 until. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. <laughs> 
America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You want some good fried chicken? You go to Willie Mae Scotch House. Yeah? Willie Mae Scotch House has the best fried chicken I've ever had. Fuck yeah. Hands down. And I'm talking, I've lived all over the world, baby. This mm-hmm. is some of the best fried chicken. It is crispy and light, and it's not greasy. Damn. It is It is just like something about it. It's something They, they put fry, it in I don't know what it is, but like fried food just tastes better there. It does. It's crazy. Some of the water. Some, it's got to be. I mean, it's fried. There's no, there's no water. It's fried food. It's just fried. Food. <laughs> it's cornmeal. That's probably what they do. I like fried yeah. cornmeal. Um, Bacchanal Wine and Spirits. It's So you go in this wine store, mm-hmm. and then you go and you pick out a bottle of wine, then you go to the counter, and you see this fresh local cheese and meat. Ooh. It's all fresh and local. Because there's farms. You're in the South, yeah. right? They bring it in every day. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess they take a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And they say, okay, you go, we meet you out back. So then you go through this little bitty alley, and then boom, there's this giant open air space with a live band, all these lights, and you get a little number and your bottle of wine, you pour it yourself, and they bring you this fresh local cheeses and meats. Wow. It's fucking delicious. You know what else is going on down there that no one really talks about? Great Vietnamese food. Yes. There's a huge Vietnamese community down there. The pho is incredible. Yeah, and so yeah, you it's a it go for that. Don't forget to try that while you're there. Try it all. Just to just to have it's. A, I think it's a port town. There's everything. There's also a place on Frenchman Street called Thirteen, and that's a Lebanese place. Go check that out. Ooh, it's Lebanese and Cajun food. So they'll do po boys, but it's like halloumi cheese and kebab meats. It's fucking phenomenal. I can't believe I've never been to fucking Mardi Gras. Can we just pledge to go next year? Yeah. Now that we're doing this, it's a year away. I figure we can figure this shit out. Yeah. Because I want to go to New Orleans and just like enjoy New Orleans, but I also just want to go and like do the thing. Look at the history. Yeah. You know, it's more than just getting drunk and throwing up. Look at the history. Look at the people, the culture. It's a port town. It's been around for hundreds of years with people all over the world congregating there. It is a... It is a landline magical place. Yeah. It's it's very French. It's modern day Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's not going to be there in 50 years. Go check it out now. No, just like Miami. And Miami is great, but New Orleans is a special, special place. Oh, yeah. And this is coming from a Floridian who lives and dies by Miami. (laughs) Listen, we're 27 minutes into the show. You got some jokes, Amber? I wrote some jokes. I do. I'm so excited for Mardi Gras. I'm yelling, throw me something, mister, to the postman. (laughs) (laughs) He's throwing taxes at me. Uh, I'm always a fan of Ash Wednesday because it's the only day of the year that we brand the Catholics. (laughs) (laughs) Even Texas celebrates Mardi Gras, so you know that king cake baby is unwanted. King Cake Baby, it, you know, we should explain this a little. We've talked about how there's a King Cake Baby on the show before. So it's little baby Jesus, and mm-hmm. it's, he's, he's inside a cake. Yes. Um, but if you get the baby, that means you have to buy the King Cake for next year. Oh. Because you're supposed to get good luck throughout the year. No so shit. So it's one baby inside the cake. I think 
Today in 2022, they tape the baby outside the cake because some little pussy boy choked on it. Yeah. Ruined it for all of us. And, you know, it's usually plastic. <laughs> you, you're cooking plastic in the oven, you know. Oh, no, they just stick it in there. Yeah, I know. But, you know, at the same time, it's, a, it's stick it in there, but it's plastic in the oven. They stick it a- outside, they cook it. Oh, now they do. Oh, I thought the king, I thought the, I thought they put the baby in the cake. Though the baby usually goes in the cake, but it's like not cookedy nasty. Like it's fine. Oh, okay, cool. I don't That's know how they that. put it in there. Oh, and I have a story about this. Yes. Are you ready for this? Daddy? I'm ready for this. So I was temping in New York City. Mm-hmm. It was a few years ago. And meanwhile, like I remember the first year I moved to New York, I was like, you guys, Mardi Gras coming up. It's going to get wild on this street. And people were like, Mardi Gras? What are you talking about? Like they had no idea. But anyway, so I'm at this office and I'm like, they kind of like respected the holiday. They kind of liked it a little bit. So they got a king cake every year. They yeah. love their little, their donuts and their bagels. So they get a king cake in. And this one woman, um, she was kind of a bitch, actually a huge bitch. And so I got this king cake baby and I was like, I got it. And everybody's just like, yay, they're clapping. I'm a temp. I need this job. I have no money. I'm like eating yeah. pennies, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing nothing here. <laughs> I'm just like going on two hours of sleep. I have no food. I have no money. I, yeah. I have bags under my eyes and gray hair. And I'm like 27 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I get the king cake baby. And then this woman comes up to me later on in the day. And she snaps her finger. She goes, I think you have something that belongs to me. And I was like, um, the files? I can get I can get you the files. Mail? Yeah. Mail? I need this job. You know? And she's like, the baby. <laughs> the king cake baby. And then she holds her hands out like her palm up at me and snaps. Oh and I was my like, God. but I got the baby. She's like, it's mine. But I needed this job so bad. And I felt like if I said no, they would fire me. You gave her the baby? I gave her the baby. This fucking bitch. And it felt like I was giving her my own flesh and blood baby. Yeah. Here's the thing. A king cake baby is supposed to symbolize good luck throughout the year. But if you take it from somebody, I feel like that's bad luck. I mean, I'm sure this woman has a horrible life. I walk by her desk. It is full of king cake babies. Really? We're talking 20 king cake babies. (laughs) Taped to her computer. On the side of the desk. This bitch is miserable. Oh, yeah. I wonder how many she's uh, put inside of her. Uh (laughs) And just like birth it to pretend like it's a real baby. I get so mad. I get so mad when I think about that to this day. Because she just, you know, she knew I was like, I needed this. Yeah. And then just like took something from me. Well, you know, at the same time, you know, you have a great life and hers is shit yeah i hope you know what i don't hurt purses shit I you just her. know it is i know it is <laughs> so fuck you King right. cake. Uh, <laughs> i really enjoy celebrating fat tuesday it's the rest of the week that bums me out <laughs> <laughs> more like throw up wednesday oh. <laughs> mardi gras it's the only time of the year you can get drunk to a marching band <laughs> <laughs> it is so interesting that like Mardi Gras music or like is like big band music or not like you know, marching band music is just popular. I love it. Yeah. I mean, Ted, when I was like a teenager marching those marching bands, people fucking, I feel like a hero. I feel like a god with my clarinet. I want to go to Mardi Gras really bad because I like drinking in the street. Plus, I never had the chance to shoot somebody. <laughs> so, you know, that 
That sounds like my joke. <laughs> I got my education in Louisiana. Some people call me stupid, but let's see you get drunk and shoot a gun. Hey, I love like good minds think alike. <laughs> uh, one thing about Mardi Gras that no one ever talks about is is the highest concentration of human farts on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some Zantac. Oh my God! I think I. I think that might be it for me for my jokes, but I did nice. write something like, I can hold my liquor and release my bowels? Yikes. Yeah, you can. What am I writing? Who knows? I have some tips. I figure maybe you can help. I just threw some general... I've never been to Mardi Gras. I've been to New Orleans once. Mm-hmm. I went to New Orleans um, to see P-Funk when I was living in Tallahassee. It was like April before Katrina. Wow. And so I went. I almost moved there. I was there for 36 hours. So I, you would have been in New Orleans for Katrina. I would have been. It almost happened. And uh, and then I so I go and I, I go with my buddy Bailey. We're going to go see P-Funk. I got my, you know, access. You know, I got my boys. And uh, we have a great time. It's at the House of Blues. Uh, I remember it was one of the most set. This is the kind of town New Orleans is. All right. So I got my VIP ticket, uh, which is, gets me close to the stage at House of Blues. I fucking, uh, George Clinton announces to the crowd, you need to light up a blunt. So I light up a blunt right there. I'm on top of it. You know, I got like five in my shirt pocket, you know, and like, and I light up a blunt and then I, I, I take like four big drags and I hand it straight to George. George hands it to the entire band. It goes back to George. George hands it to the crowd, to some cute little chick. That cute little chick came and found me with my blunt. And was like, you gave this to George. I wanted to make sure it got back to you. <gasps> and I, I, she's like, here's a mushroom chocolate. And I never saw her again. Oh. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, that's New Orleans. You that's know? New like, Orleans. You know, like that to me, like that's what that town is all about. And it's like crazy shit like that. And it's then, fucking awesome. And then we, after the show, I went to the Hustler Club, which, which is funny because I've like now in retrospect, I'm not a strip club guy. No. You know, I, I, I've been to like, 10 my whole life and that was the only one i really went to voluntarily and uh what i love about it is the only time i had a great time at a strip club yes is see in my whole life the, every other time i just feel bad or like you know i get robbed or like you know everyone's just so drunk yes. and weird and like it's gross but the hustler club in new orleans like those those women were athletes They're beautiful. there's a 30 something foot pole that they climb to the top of it and then like free fall and catch themselves before they hit the ground and shit. It's the craziest thing you'll and they're all gorgeous. And like when I say gorgeous, not like traditionally gorgeous, they're just independent just women. You know, yeah. they're like they're like wi- working women who are just hot, you know, and powerful. And like and it was and it's so attractive. Man, yeah, I would only go to I thought I liked strip clubs because I'd go to them in New Orleans. I went mm-hmm. to the Hustler Club. I also went to one where it was like you know, anybody could get on stage, any gender. And yeah. I remember there was a was a lap. I got a lap dance from a guy whose dick was so long, he wrapped it around me and my girlfriend's hands. Oh, my God. And everybody's just, like, cheering. There's trans people taking the stage. I mean, this was, like... I mean, that's a party. This was 10 years ago. Trans that's people what taking society the stage. should be. This is like, it's huge. It's like a big... We loved it. And then I go to New York, and I'm like, I'm thinking it's like that. And it was just, you're right. It was just gross dudes mm. getting drunk. Yeah, try, people trying to cheat on their wives. Yes. We're, and we're in New Orleans. It's a legitimate it, party. It's a party. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a much different type of debauchery. You know, it, it's it's weird. It's like, it is debaucherous, but in a way, it's like beautiful and innocent. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting place with the combination. Also, 
quick side story, nothing to do with Mardi Gras, but when I was hanging out uh, in New Orleans at the P-Funk show, Danny Bedrosian, mm-hmm. the man, got me in uh, to the, the tour bus, and I had a bunch of weed on me. And I got to meet Clip, who, uh, from P- your P-Funk fans out there, he's the one with a really deep voice, and Bernie Worrell was in there too, which Bernie Worrell is... I mean, he's one of the greatest gifts to music that ever was. He, like, wrote half of Death Row's beats. And, you know, like, Dr. Dre worked with him immensely. Cube worked with him immensely. He was part of the Talking Heads for a while. He had his own thing. He's unbelievable. So I got to meet him, and he was so kind and soft-spoken. And I was like, you're Bernie Worrell. He's like, hi, how you doing? You know, just shook my hand with two hands. I was like, that's amazing. And then I got ushered to the back of the bus where this little, like, mix Bijan free shih tzu dog starts like attacking my legs immediately just like attacking me and the, then uh the ladies in the back of the bus are like oh you must have weed on you he only attacks people who got weed and they're like of course i got a, like i said i have a pocket full of blunts yeah yeah you know and so and so i like bring out a blunt and we start smoking it and she's like you gotta feed a little bit to the dog or he'll start he'll keep biting at you if you don't feed him a little weed so i feed it uh, i feed and his name is atomic dog and so i i, I feed atomic dogs some weed and we're getting stoned with these chicks and they're fucking backup singers they're fucking cool as hell sativa diva you know they're great people and um and she's uh and we're smoking and they're telling and they're like let me tell you a story about this dog because i was loving on the dog i can't help it you know i love dogs yeah and she's like oh well uh she's like she said we're having a group meeting she's like i take care of the dog you know the dog's around everyone but like you know i take care of the dog i was like great and uh she's like we're having a group meeting and george because george used to do a lot of crack in those days Mm -hmm. he doesn't anymore but he used to back then and he said george was packing the crack pipe and he dropped a piece of crack and the dog ran over and ate it and i started screaming and i was crying i was trying to get it to throw up and then george said don't worry honey nothing happened last time oh my god <laughs> that's a dog treat you want some crack you want some crack <laughs> That is Atomic Dog. R.I.P. Atomic Dog, Sativa Diva. Oh, did the dog die, you think? I think everyone on that bus but me and my buddy (laughs) might be gone (laughs) at this point, unfortunately. But I wanted to give some tips to enjoying Mardi Gras, right? I've never done Mardi Gras, but I've done lots of big parties that are outside. Okay. Um, So uh, I think one of the things, just know this before you go. This is a lot of common sense shit, but I think maybe you forget it, you know? Oh, yeah. Get ready to walk. You know, comfortable shoes, comfortable shoes. Like if nothing else have, I know you want to dress to the nines and you should, but wear sneakers, you know, like I stun them up if you have to, you know, it's something, but like know that you're going to walk 15 to 20 miles that day. Yep. And also through a lot of like, like unsanitary streets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot on bourbon street, there's like a puddles of water. That's like horse shit, human piss. Yeah. Human puke. shit, puke. Spit. Spit. One time I saw this girl with a glow stick in her mouth and she drops it into the puddle. Oh no. And then looked around and we're all just in a group and we look at her and we're just like, no, girl, no. no don't do no, it. Don't, don't, do don't, it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, she, don't pick it she up. She picks it up and she puts it right back in her mouth. God. Woo! Down, 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 down. She died of Oregon Trail <laughs> <That's>, disease <laughs> yeah. the very next week. Yeah. Susie has died of diphtheria. Um, water is your friend. Water's your friend. Drink. Don't. I, it is very important you get hammered. Don't think that I'm not saying that. But yeah. Like every five drinks, four drinks, throw a big glass of water in you. Just yeah. throw it in you and let it be what it is. I'll do an addendum to that. When you're going down Bourbon Street, um, 
I would recommend getting a hand grenade and taking a few sips just to experience it. But just know, if you drink that whole hand grenade, you will get blackout drunk. Share it with your friends. Share it. That should be shared with a whole group of friends. And also know that there's people watching you order that drink and they're watching you go on a little adventure by yourself later that night because that's what drunk people like to do and they will rob you yes that is my next one keep your head on a swivel yep keep your you know don't put all your cash in one spot nope so if you get robbed you still have some money left over I think that's important. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just so you have a wad of cash to give the robber, and then you have another wad of cash so you can keep drinking. Stay with your friends. Yes. Yeah, Stick around, especially if you're a woman. And this is going to be kind of a bummer thing. Yeah. But I remember there was a girl that got separated from us, and then dudes were like demanding that she show them her breasts. Mm-hmm. So people, men can be, as a woman, and I hate to make a feminine, damp, wah, wah, Debbie Downer feminism, but if you have a girl in your group, Make sure she's like within your eyesight at all yeah. times because men will. And I know, like, the throw me something. I'm all about showing your tits if you're willing to do it. Yeah. But a lot of men don't understand consent. They just think that if you're there, you're there to, to fucking show tits. And don't just think that these dudes are always from New Orleans. They're yeah. like, they're from all over the country coming yeah. to the debaucherous place to do horrible things and leave town. And they're like, just like you said, like the, the holidays where people don't drink, drink, like St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. So these are awful people that don't know how to hold their liquor and they're coming down there. So realize that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Tums and ibuprofen, Mm -hmm. I think are very important. You're going to be drinking a lot of crazy shit. You're going to be eating a lot of crazy shit. Get that Tums in you if you want to keep going all night. Just eat, eat a Tums when you don't think you need one. Yeah, don't eat on Bourbon Street. Really? Do not eat on Bourbon Street. All those restaurants on Bourbon Street, garbage. Okay. Every one of them. And in fact, my brother, when I stayed at this place for two weeks, he lived right outside of the gumbo shop across the street. Mm-hmm. So the gumbo shop is like, if you type in restaurants in New Orleans, it's like one of the top places to go on Bourbon Street. They ship in their gumbo. They, oh, they no. prepackage it and they ship it in. They heat it up in a pot. Do not go there. I'd rather eat a load of cum. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of that, um, keep an open mind. Uh, you know, like I think that a lot of times you're going to see some weird shit that you might be weirded out by if you're visiting from out of town and you're from like a small town or something like that. There's going to be a lot of weird shit. You are there to see the weird shit. Remember yeah. that. Keep an open mind. Enjoy everything. Don't clutch your pearls. Go to Oz. Go to the gay bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're going to have a wonderful there. time. I promise. You. Oh my god! In fact, go to Igor's bar. It's in Jackson Square. It's like right around the corner, and you can get um. Oh, no, no, sorry, not Igor's Bar, Pirate's Alley Cafe. Okay. It's an absinthe bar right in Jackson Square. I love it. it's like in a little hole in the wall. So like a lot of people wouldn't, like some walking tours might find it, but you wouldn't really find it unless you know where it is. What's it called again? Pirate's Alley Cafe. Pirate's Alley Cafe. Check it out. Um, If you are going to do drugs, you know, I'd say save them for dusk. You'll burn out early if you take them because Mardi Gras starts at like 8 a.m. Oh, it's going all day. It, it's, you know, it, it ends early, so it starts early. And so I don't think you should be doing drugs that early. You know, I mean, like if you know, if you're good at doing drugs and you've done them your whole life. Or you if you want to take doing. a nap. Yeah, if you want to take a nap. But like I'm saying, if you're going to like do any kind of like Molly or acid or anything like that, save it for dusk. Save it for dusk. Here's another tip if some beads fall and you want them, don't bend down to get them because well, people are going to like knock into you. Put your foot on them and drag them towards you. Oh, really? So if somebody's throwing beads from a float 
and oh. they land and you want those beads, put your foot on them, bam, and then pull them towards you. I got like basic life lessons. You got real advice. This is wonderful. <laughs> the next one I have is just treat women well. Thank you, Eddie. You know, like I think it's very important. Uh, everyone's partying hard. Uh, I think that if a woman decides to show you her breasts for some beads, that you need to tip the hat and say, thank you, ma'am. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate the view of your bosoms. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I think it's just, Yeah, no need to grope and grab. They're doing you a favor. It's okay, because you want more breasts to come out, and the second you start grabbing, did it! Women, it's like that scene in Apocalypse Now. Yes. The girl comes out and she starts dancing Next around. Next you know, you're hanging off a helicopter, falling into a bay. And then the girls are being swept away. Yes. All right. So, yeah, you want to keep the ladies around, you treat them well, and protect them, for fuck's sake. Don't let people get away with shit, but also don't get shot. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of shot, one time um, we were in uh, Mardi Gras, and um, it was like my birthday. And this one girl wanted to tag along, and I was like, you're not 21. You can mm -hmm. come, but I am not hanging outside of the bar with you. Yeah. You know? And she's like, I don't care. I want to come on a join. And I was like, you're not 21, you know? It was like, it was not quite Mardi Gras, but it was like my 21st birthday. And um, and then, and she, she came and no one would let her in. And she was a fuddy-duddy, negative, you know, stick in the ass kind of a girl. Yeah. And um, so she's out on the streets, and uh, somebody shoots a gun, and then throws her into a pile of trash. Oh my God. And then she starts screaming and crying and like a bunch of people had to like wait with her because of course I go in as my 21st birthday. Yeah, you're in, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then she's like, wait, wait with me. And I, I was like- I told you I fucking not told to you. come. Yeah, and so people had to like mandatory wait with her and babysit her and then she had to go get a hotel room. Yeah. And I was like, I told you. Yeah, by the way, you know, don't go if you're not 21. Don't go if you're not 21. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Just wait and drink at home and then enjoy it when you're 21. Just have yeah. some fucking patience. There's also plenty of local parades in Louisiana. Yes, there's other things you can do. Family-friendly parades. Like, go to Metairie. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of family-friendly parades there. Like, Bourbon Street, be 21. Go to Mardi Gras New Orleans com slash parades slash and it has a full list of all the parades that are going on the entire fucking month before and after Mardi Gras. Yeah, there's lots of different kind of parades. They're not all this Bacchus titties. Like some of them are family friendly. Yeah. Go there, hang out, and you'll probably get a beer from a dad. Yes. Also, um, make sure, yeah, you'll be drinking the streets. Yeah. People just have, everyone has a fucking cooler in the back of their pickup truck. You know, you're going to be fine. Just don't... Be, the the bars aren't for you till you're 21. No. They're going to check your ID. Yes. They will. And they got machines that swipe your ID now. You're not getting in. I it's know. not worth it to them because the cops come and they bust them up. They have police specifically for Bourbon Street. Yes. And they've had it since Katrina because guess what? They need that tourism dollar. And if somebody's going to like get into a club underage and shoot something up or get last raped thing they in the need middle of the is street. A, is a little girl from out of town dying. No. That's the last thing this town needs It's right all now. shutting down. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Make sure you enjoy the music and art than just trying to get drunk and fuck. Thank I think you, it's very important uh, you know, when you're going to New Orleans. Uh, it's the best you're going to ever see. You yeah. know, live in small clubs. You know, it's These crazy. Musicians. It's Sorry, I was like looking at places to go, but honestly, there are so because I like to get drunk and walk around alone. Don't do that. Don't yes. do that. Um, but there are so many beautiful places. Like, I remember this one club. It was, like, all mirrors. 
And it was like way off on a side street somewhere weird. And so you're going to find this. You're going to find these weird clubs that you don't you don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. And like, just go and enjoy. Walk around. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. I think another thing that I like to mention is my last tip. If you hate a big party, you hate standing shoulder to shoulder, you're worried about COVID, you were doing all this. Not only don't go, but you still really want to go to New Orleans. Go the week after. It's the deadest week in New Orleans. You're still in New Orleans. You're still in New Orleans. The parties are still kind of happening. You can really enjoy it and learn and like go to like all the like things where things aren't packed. And it's the cheapest it's going to be all year. Because they want you there. Yeah. And so if you really, if you want to have a chill New Orleans experience, go the week after Mardi Gras. Hell yeah. The musicians are still there. And you're going to see the best musicians you've ever, I mean, like people that the world will never know. Yeah. But like some of the best drummers. I saw a mother-son duo. He must have been no older than 10 years old. Really? And they were on buckets. I love that shit. with these two sticks. The both the mother and the son. Making rent. Yeah, just making rent. And they were making fucking bank. And good. I donated twice. I gave twice. Like keep Keep doing it. this. I yeah. love this. Um how are you feeling? I would like to kind of talk about the uh, Mardi Gras Indians a little bit. I love it. So it's like speaking as like a white person growing up and like going to Mardi Gras stuff, I was always told don't go down like cuz there's certain streets that are like racially segregated mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And I was always told, oh, it was because in the past, black people were ostracized from white parades. Yes. And so they created their own thing. So you don't go there. And I said, okay, that's, all right. That's got a lot to do with it. Um, I will, I will, I'm going to get into some details. But before we get into some details, I want to play you a little bit of Indian Red, Wild Man Memorial by the Mardi Gras Indians. Uh, enjoy this for a second. And understand that uh, this is a it, only in New Orleans does this black culture exist, and it's beautiful. Hey! 
I mean, this is some of the coolest music. And it's basically just dudes with drums and tambourines stomping their feet on the ground. Yeah, and they make their um, their costumes all year. Yes. And that's feathers. And you know that New Orleans, uh, they made a law that black people couldn't wear feathers. What? I mean, this was like, it's obviously not anymore, but yeah. I think it like stemmed from that. So here's, there's lots of different reasons for the tradition. Uh, it's not really the most reported on tradition, but uh, here's everything I can find. The Mardi Gras Indians, uh, a.k.a. the Black Masking Indians, is a group of black carnival revelers who dress in elaborate beaded and feathered outfits. Um, Google it now. Google Mardi Gras Indians so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're listening to this in a car, obviously do this at home. But um, it's, <laughs> they're the most elaborate crazy outfits you have they spend the entire year making them just yeah. like the floats thousands of dollars thousands upon thousands of beads making intricate designs of like the black mount rushmore or whatever and this is huge like the the outfits get to weigh over a hundred pounds oh yeah and they're covered and like they're they're the biggest most elaborate things you'll ever see um, so these, um, they, they're separated by tribes, um, what they, what they call tribes. Uh, the tribes differ in size. It could be six people. It could be dozens yeah. of people. Did you see the video I sent you about the seventh ward and the ninth ward Indians? Uh, like, cause they'll, they'll go into like do a dance battle. Yes. Do you see that? Yeah, no, they do dance battles at each other. Um, when they do, cause there's 38 different tribes in New Orleans and, uh, it used to be very violent. Um, because it, it turned it, for a little while there, it turned into kind of like a gang thing and it used to get very violent. And now it is scaled back away from the violence where now it's, it's about like the violence is like a contest of who is prettier than the next one. Yeah. And then they dance and like, there's literally like a roast battle in the street Yeah, with like seven versus seven dudes dressed up in these crazy Indian outfits and feathers, like only thing you can see is their face and their hands, maybe. Probably not their hands, honestly. And they're just screaming at each other, insulting each other, back and forth, insulting the tribes, insulting their neighborhoods. And then they usually, they roast battle each other until one of them wins. And then they go on their way and they're allowed to keep marching. You know, but if you lose the battle, you got to march on back home and you march all day through all the neighborhoods and you look for other Indian tribes to to battle. And it used to be like where it was like legitimate battles for, but now it is, it's a war of words and it usually ends in compliment. Like if you approach another man whose outfit is prettier than yours, they use the word pretty so much, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. If you approach a man who uh, whose outfit is prettier than yours, you acknowledge it. And then you say, you go on and I, and I, and I lose, Dude, you know? but do they have to walk all the way back home? They spent the whole year on that costume. Well, yeah. I mean like you get in a couple fights along the way. Okay. Know? Like, you know, so the tradition where it comes from and now it comes from several different places. Well, so I my version of it might be a little off, Okay, but I'm, I'm doing my best here. What were you going to say? Oh, I hear it's because um, when slaves were trying to run, a lot of indigenous people took them in. Yes. So it's a way of honoring indigenous people. Yeah. So back in the 1740s, New Orleans was a major port city and there was a major slave trade there. Um, and that's where many slaves began to encounter Native Americans. Neither one of them, you know, like Africans and indigenous people 
Uh, no idea the others even existed. Of course, you like the indigenous only knew about the whites who came over and the Spanish and stuff like that. But you know, when black people came over, I'm, they were very confused. Like, who are these black people that are with these white people? And then once they found out like that they were slaves, they almost like they realized like, uh, you know, uh, an enemy of my enemy is my friend. You're right. You know, and so uh, you know they had so they formed an alliance with the Native Americans, and the Indians would help. Uh, shelter and move escaped slaves for a century and they would hide them from the 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 white the white people and the dogs and shit and they were kind of like we're in this together type deal yeah and then after the civil war and the emancipation proclamation many freed slaves were encouraged and slash forced to join the military um, specifically the U.S. 9th Cavalry Regiment of the Army, and they were called Buffalo Soldiers, which is where the Bob Marley song comes from. And also the Destiny's Child, so- Child song. <laughs> I never heard the Destiny Child song. Oh, wait, I need a soldier. Never mind. Whoop, never mind. <laughs> so these soldiers, unfortunately... Since, you know, I don't know, you know, back then, especially, you know, you don't have money rights as a soldier. So these soldiers who were befriended the Native Americans uh, were forced to remove Native Americans from their lands and slaughter them. Uh, uh, They were forced by the army to do so. And if they didn't, they would kill or be deserters or, you know, treason, you know. So it was, you know, so there was a lot of the killing of the, the Trail of Tears. Uh, was done uh, by black people. Who, oh, really? Because black people were soldiers that were forced to go into it. Yes. And they said, you have to kill these Native Americans. Because that is your job right now. Because that's your job, yes. even though Native Americans like hid them and helped them. Yes. Just a few hundred years ago. Yes. Now, like I said, there are many different accounts to why this exists. This is just the one I'm telling. So, uh, But after that, a lot of those Buffalo soldiers began, after you know that was all done, and they were finished. They joined um, traveling Wild West shows, and those Buffalo soldiers had learned a lot about Indians. They they uh, but they were also cast as Indians because they had darker skin, and uh, in in those shows, they were often killed. And then when those sh- and they were you know they did tricks and sideshow acts. And after those like Buffalo Bill Wild West shows stopped. And they still knew how to make the outfits and they learned a lot about the culture and wanted to continue to honor the Native American brothers and sisters that they had. So they started making larger, more elaborate outfits that represent the people who um, who saved them. And they were later forced to relocate and sometimes kill. Um, So it's like a sideshow piece. That makes sense. It's like a carnival. It is a carnival. It's a carnival piece. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And so, and they would celebrate on Mardi Gras and um, another Saint Day, which I don't remember. But the suits they make uh, to wear on Mardi Gras cost thousands of dollars. They take six to nine months to make. They can weigh over 100 pounds. Um, and they march and wear them for the entire day. It's mostly bright colored uh, feathers and beads. Uh, I like the pink and the blue one myself. I saw a video. I was like, I like the pink and blue. <laughs> and then he lift up a flap and it had like his emblem of his family on it. It was, yeah. it was It's like really intricate. And no, like, it's beautiful. You lift up a flap and there's your family emblem in it. It's crazy. Yeah. And so the, the Mardi Gras Indians, when they go marching, um, they play various traditional roles. Many... Uh, many of the people are blocks ahead of the Indians are in plain clothes informants 
to keep an eye out for any other danger, scouts. And so they send scouts and they're on phones or walkie-talkies or they run back and tell them of uh, who they see and they're called spy boys. <laughs> and they're dressed in light running suits that allow them the uh, freedom to move quickly in case of emergency. Next comes First Flag, an ornately dressed Indian uh, carrying a token tribe flag. Uh, closest to the big chief, the big chief is the guy is usually a little older. The person who runs, you know, their tribe is a wild man who usually carries a symbolic weapon, usually a spear or a sword or, you know, I guess sometimes a gun. Uh, <laughs> finally, there's the big chief. The big chief decides where to go and which tribes to meet or ignore. The entire group is also fired by percussionists and just like fucking hype men. <laughs> Uh, I love that. Just yeah. People saying, yeah, all right, you got it. So during the march, the Indians dance and sing traditional songs, uh, particular to their gang. Uh, they use hodgepodge languages loosely based on different African dialects. The big chief decides where the group will parade. The parade route is never disclosed and changed every year, so no one knows where anyone's going to be. That's Kind of like capture the flag. When two <laughs> tribes come across each other, they either pass pass by or meet for a symbolic fight. Uh, each tribe lines up and the big chiefs taunt each other about their suits and their tribes. The drum beats and the two tribes intertwine and the face-off is complete. Both tribes continue on their way. Um, now, Interesting. So you can like keep going? Or you can do a little fight. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I'd keep going until I'm like, what? Because if you spent all year on this costume, I want to go, go, go. I don't want to get in my first fight and lose and have to go back home. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure you keep wandering around a little bit. You just don't go where you, the other guy's going. But then they get those like boys, those guys in those like uh, those, those suits, and they they go run and they what they call them fly boys. Yeah, uh, spy boys. Spy boys. Yeah, no. You've it, already battled and lost. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so in the early days, the Indians of Mardi Gras was a day of both reveling and bloodshed. Masking, a parading, was a time to settle grudges. Um, this is part of Mardi Gras Indian history and is immortalized by James Sugarboy Crawford's song, Giacomo, better known as Ico Ico. Check him out. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. I go, I go on Based on the taunting chants. However, uh, in the late 1960s, Allison Montana, chief of chiefs, um, fought to end the violence uh, between the Mardi Gras Indian tribes. He said, I was able to make them stop fighting with the gun and the knife and start fighting with the needle and the thread. And today, Mardi Gras Indians are not plagued by violence. Instead, they're based uh, their fights over the prettiness of their suits. I like that. Make the prettiness of the suits instead of a gun. Isn't that beautiful? I love that it came to this. And it's like, and it, it comes from respect. It lost its way a little bit. And now it is back to respect and love and appreciation of each other. Yeah. And that's, you know, New Orleans is crazy like that because it is very violent. It does have a lot of like, you know, gangs and like the gangs in New Orleans are not to be trifled with. No, yeah. Like if you like I earlier when I said I got drunk and I walked around, I, I know where I'm kind of going and um I'm not that drunk and also I'm not on my phone. I'm not smoke like I know a lot of like life hacks. Yeah. Um do not do that in New Orleans. It is um it is incredibly dangerous. Yeah, no. Have have a have a guide or an agenda Uber's your friend, probably better than taxi drivers. Oh, yeah. And also, do not take a taxi. Take Uber or Lyft. Yeah. Because when I was there- At least um, Uber and Lyft track you. 
They track you. Because when I was there, um, I was going to that Bacchanal place, and my brother-in-law, when I was saying, he said, don't take a taxi, because this was a few years ago, but they said they are notorious for um, just pulling you over anywhere, robbing you, and then driving away Yeah, with your phone in your wallet. And you're in, like, what neighborhood? Like, often, how often are we looking outside of the car in a new area and knowing where we're going? Yeah. We're, like, on our phone, like, looking around something. No, it's crazy. So you just, like, dropped off. So take an Uber or a Lyft if you are in New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, and, stay, and safety in numbers. Safety numbers. Absolutely. Also, the, the Golden Lantern's a really good bar. I forget about that. Absolutely. That's the one place I got drunk and I walked around. I was like, where should I go? And as the Golden Lantern, they say, go to this one drag bar. And it was like, I went to, I found this crazy-ass drag bar. That's, That's awesome. another thing. Trust your bartender in New Orleans. The bartender's the way to go. Say, where do Especially I go? Especially if it's a chick. Yes. Yeah, say, where do I go? That's cool. They're going to let you know. Absolutely. Any closing advice? I know you just gave a bunch, but uh, we're wrapping the show up here. Um, I think you said it earlier, Ed, go with an open mind. Because yeah. I know a lot of us, especially in 2022, we like to clutch our pearls with our ideas. Um, but just go and think it's an anything goes. It's carnival. Yeah. You know, it's this is, um, we wear the mask so you can show your true expression on the mask without seeing who you are. It's mm -hmm. kind of like an a, like an, a fake identity situation. So just know, like, maybe you might see someone addressed as the devil. Yeah. Maybe you might see someone addressed as God. Maybe you might see something that, like, is completely different from your political or religious or spiritual beliefs. Just know that that's who they are. Take the stick out your ass. You yeah. came to party. You came to party. All right, guys. We love you. This has been The Brighter Side. Um, here come the plugs. Check out Amber's other podcast, Someplace Underneath. That's exclusively a part of the last podcast network. And she hosts that with the great Natalie Jean. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful show. Uh, how, how's it going these days? It's the good. We had um, a few months to just like get our brains okay. Mm -hmm. And then we are now just in the ring of it. Just go like um, we're getting a lot of episodes under our belt. And so then we come out, we can just have them going. I love that. That's so smart. Um, Brighter Side Live. On Twitch, that's on the LPN Twitch channel. That's the second Tuesday of every month. The next one's going to be on March 8th, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. That show is only available on the LPN Twitch channel, uh, so go check it out there. Um, Amber and I, we both got Patreons. Amber, how do people find you? Amber Smelson is just a way to uh, support me as an artist, and I just make food on it. Also, by the way, the masks that we're wearing... Um, this was the last party we went to before the world shut down. Yes. It was at my place. So much fun. Yeah, before the world shut down, it was like March 8th, last uh, two years ago, 2020. Yeah. And we uh, we went to Amber's house. There was like eight of us, and we got, I think everyone blacked out. Everyone blacked out. And yeah. here's the thing. I invited so <laughs> many people to it that didn't show up because it's L.A. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was kind of cold, right? Yeah. And there was there was rumblings of the pandemic. There was rumblings. So then I see like a few months into the pandemic, I see people liking pictures mm -hmm. that I invited. And I was like, I fucking know that you feel guilty. You didn't show up. Yeah, because it was the last goddamn party. This is the last party you could have gone to. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, I also got a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Tunes. Um, I've been putting the Eddie Tunes to our radio hours on there. And if you subscribe for three months, uh, you will get the new Eddie Tunes two hour radio hour sticker logo. Uh, it's very cool. It's got a bear with headphones on it. And, uh, you know, it's got my energy. Uh, check out my movie, How America Killed My Mother. You can.
can pick it up at HowAmericanKillMyMother.com. Very personal film to me. Go check it out. Uh, directed by the great Travis Irvine over at Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Um, if you listen to Abe Lincoln's Top Hat on the regular and Travis is not promoting the movie, be sure to let me know and I will yell at him. Uh, Twitter at EddieTunes underscore at Amber Smelson at Last Podcast Network at Brighterside LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, EddieTunes, Last Podcast Network, and the brighter side lpn amber on the rocks is a show amber does every friday 6 p.m pacific on her twitch channel amber smelson uh basically you just hang out with her on her front porch at 6 p.m pacific by the way uh 9 p.m eastern you hang out with her on her front porch and get drunk with her and uh, have a good time uh sticker giveaways alive and well i just sent a couple out this week uh you you, uh, you can go ahead and send us a self-addressed envelope uh, and with a stamp on it to the brighter side care of LPM PO box four, seven, zero North Hollywood, California, nine, one, six, zero three. Or you can just DM Amber, I, or the brighter side, uh, socials, uh, your address, and we will send you a sticker whenever, um, we get around to it. Thank you so much to our editor, April. You do such a wonderful job. Thank and you, you have April. such great patience, uh, with us. Um, thank you to our new uh, producer, Madeline for, hanging out with us and, uh, and, and doing the shows. Um, the Eddie Dunes two hour radio hour. Uh, you got it. If you already got your 10 episodes, you're in. All right. After this, now they're getting released, uh, on the Patreon and that's how you get them from now on. So you, you've either gotten them or you got to go check them out on the Patreon, but it's my favorite thing that I do there. Uh, it's almost two hours longer, longer than two hours every time. But, uh, That's a great business model, Ed. Thank you so much. Because it's like a it's a crafted sketch show with phenomenal music, mm-hmm. and then you just what five dollars a month? Yeah, what is it? Five dollars a month. That's it. That's and, all it is. You yeah. get all this wonderful music and sketches, and it's funny. That's a great idea. That's right. And you're just hanging out on the Patreon for three months, and you get a sticker to go with it. That's great. And then I've I've started to release my scripts as well as just uh, for fun. You've got a damn good Patreon, Eddie. So far, I got we got to make it better. Um, but uh, I, I'm mean, keep improving on it. So uh, stick around, and uh, I, I promise more to come. Uh, Spotify, you can check me out, Ed Larson, or on Napster, um, I'm Eddie Tunes. Uh, so I got a playlist coming out this week, and I figure I'm going to attach it to our show, and oh. it's going to be called. Mardi Gras, yo ass off. And uh, it's that playlist is going to be available on Spotify and on Napster. They will be on publicly available on Ed Larson or on Napster, uh, Eddie Tunes. Uh, but the song I want to play off of that uh, is just the most classic Mardi Gras song ever, which is Mardi Gras in New Orleans by, oh. by Professor Longhair, which, uh, I mean, is truly great. Uh, so enjoy that, folks. Um, I love you so much. Celebrate Mardi Gras, baby. You can do it anywhere. Just play some good music, love some art, get some drinks. It's really about family, fun, friends, opening up, community. Absolutely. Peace, everybody.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 